As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Buffalo Beat. My name is Joe Biscalia. With me is my co-host, Matthew Fairburn. We are here once again. It's a weekly tradition at this point. I don't think we're going to do it again next week, though, so it can't really be weekly tradition. But we're in a, uh, actually in the, in a Bills personnel uh, box overlooking Highmark Stadium at the moment, awaiting for the Saturday practice, the second practice with fans, to get going, and we were just saying before we hit record, um, it is going to be a huge explosion of sound as soon as one number 17 runs out of the tunnel onto the field because this will be the first time his debut as a $258 million man. He signed a six-year extension, which keeps him under contract for the next eight years, $288 $288 million over those eight years, and $150 million guaranteed for, for injury. $100 million guaranteed at signing. So this is a mega deal in every sense of the word, and we're here to break it all down for you because yeah, we uh, neither of us have ever seen a quarterback deal or a deal in general like this one before that we've covered. So it's uh, it's a pretty unique thing, Matt. Yeah, it was kind of, I was thinking about this this morning after I tweeted out my story and, you know, was just kind of reflecting on everything. It's kind of, this is the cool part about being around one beat for a while and around the same people for going on year five now, I guess, with Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean. I feel like we've sort of seen this story from its origin and not that this is necessarily its completion, but it's another chapter. You know, it's it's a certain completion, a certain validation of everything they did to get him, everything they did to develop him, everything they did to surround Josh Allen with talent and, you know, set him up to succeed. As we know, these contracts don't mean that a quarterback automatically is, you know, one of the best in the league or 
is going to win Super Bowls or MVP awards. I mean, these contracts are, though, a rite of passage, and there's a sense of this guy has earned it, All right? You know, that's what we talked about going into the offseason was that after a season like that one, you pay the guy. And sure, you could wait, but with the cap going up and the possibility of him having another great season, I mean, there was really no reality where this wasn't going to happen either now or after the season. I don't know anything he could have done this season to make them not want to keep him around. So, yeah, I think it was just kind of neat to see the whole story come full circle. You know, we were here not long ago wondering how Brandon Bean would find a quarterback. Would he be able to get up from 21 and 22 into range to get a quarterback? You got to find one. You got to find a trade partner. You got to move around the board. I mean, I can remember the day in the in the field house when those guys walked off the practice field after they had traded Sammy Watkins and Ronald Darby, and it was it just felt like a fire sale. And it was all to get the assets to get a quarterback. And then, I mean, what we watched Derek Anderson and and Matt Barkley and Nathan Peterman as you know Josh Allen got hurt. In that game, you saw the moments in his rookie year, but wondered like, man, are they ever going to be able to mold this guy into something and started to turn a corner in 2019. And then last year kind of spoke for itself. So, yeah, it was just kind of a, a, a neat thing to have it all come together and to really intimately understand each phase of it. Uh, you know, it makes it makes it a lot more interesting to cover when it actually, you know, comes to be. Yeah, we've never seen it work before. I mean, I you got here right after <clears throat> the Fitzpatrick thing blew up, right? Yeah, so, so it was year two of EJ Manuel okay, when I got here. Right. So I mean that Fitzpatrick, that arc was unique in itself because that was a moment where the Bills started off hot the one year. Their their offense was crazy good. Um, but it, there just always seemed to be a certain amount of uns, unsustainability to it. Um, and then, you know, Fitzpatrick ended up getting hurt. Uh, the contract looked worse and worse. And then they end up walking away as soon as Marone and company uh, get to town. But that was nowhere close to what the Bills have done with Josh Allen. Because with Allen, <clears throat> they went out and they drafted this guy. With Fitzpatrick, they went and lucked into it. And and found a backup who has you know done the same thing in every single stop he's been to since Buffalo or almost every single stop but with Allen it's been just an organic thing where he starts um it's how it's supposed to be right right you draft it, the guy and and develop him it's, and it's it's a very normal drama free trajectory it's a it's a Madden crescendo yeah. <laughs> because you just see the overall continue to go up 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 because rarely do you do you see like you know a complete tank for a young player or anything like that uh, on a video game but this is this is like this is what the bills had dreamed of quite honestly to feel like that they can get to a place where they are uh they are going to be in a position to compete for championships. And that that was something that Josh Allen said. Plural. Championships. I'm here to bring some championships. That is the standard. Like the the days of 
trying to sneak into the playoffs are long gone at this point. This is a this is a roster and a franchise that has a face, it has an identity, and it is Josh Allen for here and for at least the next two years before some uh, some poison pills come in in his contract. But we'll get into that in, in a little bit. But just the just the moment, you could just sense an air of relief from Brandon Bean to get this thing done. Um, probably from Josh Allen too, because there were so many variables. Like, what if Josh Allen gets hurt? From his perspective, does he is he able to sign the type of contract that that he did? I mean, we saw it with Dak Prescott. It didn't really matter, but you know, it still would have been a bit different from Josh Allen's perspective. What if he doesn't start off as hot as he did last year? From the team's perspective, what if he was even better this year and drives up his value when the cap is supposed to go up by a good twenty something million dollars? Uh, and then certainly in 2023, when the cap is supposed to spike because of the gambling partnerships and uh, and the TV deals, and we'll get into more of that too. But there are just so many different things, which is why it was just the the perfect timing right now to where they needed to get this thing done. I think both sides knew it. Um, they they posture they were both posturing and saying, "Look, you know, we don't need to get it done." They knew they needed to get it done because there there was only one quarterback. Um, that was drafted drafted and retained to a long-term extension that was not signed heading into the, the player's fourth year. And that was Cam Newton, ironically enough. So the Panthers lived that. Brandon Bean lived that. So he knew, he knew and they ended up being fine with it. But every the precedent was set with every other quarterback summer leading up to the, leading up to the fourth year or even September, which is basically the summer, uh, right before the season started. That was the precedent the Bills got it done, and good on them. I think what you realize after these things get wrapped up and you know people start to talk about how it all came together, you realize there's more drama to it than they let on, right? There's more tension and anxiety than you know Brandon Bean's comments at the beginning of camp would suggest or Josh Allen's of, oh, we're not worried about it, and it'll get done when it gets done, and you know, if, if it has to wait until next year, that really wasn't and there was some uncertainty like about whether that would happen. And Brandon Bean, when I talked to him last night, said he thought if it wasn't for COVID and the salary cap dropping, this would have gotten done before. Training yeah, I thought that was really uh, interesting. And, you know, I thought it made sense because, look, you're dealing with a an agency in CAA that has done a lot of these deals and they have to deal with. 31 other teams when they do these types of deals and every team is going to be different in their salary cap situation in how they want to structure contracts and what they value and how they structure contracts. And so, you know, a couple of years ago when Jared Goff and Carson Wentz did their deals, those teams were in a different spot. I find it interesting. It, it should maybe go without saying, but it's pretty interesting to me that Brandon Bean planned for this contract basically from the moment he drafted Josh Allen, which it's like I said, you would almost when you think about it, you're like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. But in reality, when you're talking about so much uncertainty with drafting any rookie quarterback, even one as you know talented and highly drafted as Josh Allen to plan your entire future around, we're going to have to pay this guy. It makes sense in so far as well Brandon Bean either has to pl- 
plan to pay the guy or if he's not worth paying, it's not really Brandon Bean's problem anymore because he's probably looking for work. Yeah, fair you point. Know? So I think that part of it was interesting to me. And, and a wrench got thrown into it with COVID and revenue dropping and the salary cap dropping. That has not happened. And so they had to structure this deal a little bit differently than they probably would have. You know, they planned to have a $215, $220 million cap or whatever. And now, you know, they were operating under something different. They had to make the cap hits work in the first few years. And, you know, Brandon Bean said he got the call on Thursday night and he didn't know if that call was going to, you know, be the one that got it done or if that was going to be, you know, they were going to hit a standstill. He said it felt like it was kind of at a turning point where they might have to table it because they had had a lot of conversations that didn't go anywhere or at times they felt really far apart and these are complicated deals you know brandon bean said you know this is it's not a deal he hopes he ever has to do again right like you hope you do one of these deals and probably tweak it um and hey in in an ideal world in 2028 you know they're talking about another one or they're adding years to it at some point but the unique nature of quarterback contracts the high stakes nature of you don't want to be in a situation where Josh Allen doesn't feel respected by how you're going about the process or you leave any doubt, you know, in his mind or distract him in any way. Because I know Josh Allen said, oh, I'm focused on practice and, you know, day to day. Not it. It's impossible. And, you know, when you hear a little bit more about how this went down, there were late night conversations like there was no doubt some sleep lost um, on both sides with trying to get this thing done. And I actually thought it was one, we don't get a lot of human moments from Josh Allen in press conferences. Um, But when I asked him about, you know, what the conversations were like with Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean, I was actually asking him, you know, once everything got done, what it was like to kind of, you know, what they shared or, you know, you know, those guys are, have become like friends in, in a sense to him. But I think he understood it as what the conversations were like during the process. And he kind of joked and sarcastically said, oh, yeah, you know, no problems at all. Like, which gave, <laughs> wink, you, wink. gave you, you know, a, a little bit of an idea of like, yeah, there were some tense moments like Josh Allen wanted. Look, you're a quarterback of his caliber. You have an agency of his stature. They they can't set a precedent and get like walked all over. He can't take a huge you know, haircut on the, on this contract and the bills recognize like this is going to shape a lot of what they're able to do for the next two to five years. So yeah, it was, I think a little, you know, it seems drama free on the surface, but you know, you dig beneath and how could a $258 million contract ever be totally drama free? So, and, and the thing that's interesting to me too is I always wonder, I'm like, okay, you get a phone call at 10 o'clock at night. Like, what? why do you need to work through the night? Like, can't you just be like, all right, we're pretty close here. Let's just pick it up in the morning. But I think the big part of it is these things can be so touch and go that it's like, oh, we're close. Let's not hang up the phone. Also, you don't want the uh, the other side to change their mind like that. Well, that's the thing. If you feel close, you're like, we're pu- we're pushing on and we're we're not getting off the phone. We're We're going to make this work. And then... The reality of this guy's got to go out and practice. What if he turns an ankle and that delays things for a couple of days? And, you know, all of a sudden in a few days, you know, turns into a week. And, you know, 
so it's it's that you know kind of reality of if it feels close you just start pushing and that's what they did and they got through a lot of you know a lot of stuff on thursday night into friday morning and long night for brandon bean and kevin megank and you know and the agency you know patrick collins and the guys at caa figuring this whole thing out you know they they had brandon bean said they went back and got about the last 10 years of extension similar to this one like you were talking about three years quarterbacks who were drafted and extended mm -hmm. and what those looked like Mahomes was certainly a blueprint in some ways. Yeah, it was the complete template. But there were there had to be tweaks, right? You yeah, know, and for sure. There was going to be parts of you know, a Goff deal or a Wentz deal, a parts of that stuff that they wanted to be included. Every deal is different, but Mahomes was certainly his own template and then there was like the rest of them because Mahomes' deal was was different in how it was set up, but Says a lot about, I think, Josh Allen that you're even using the Mahomes blueprint to come up with his deal. Certainly. Um, it certainly makes people forget, you know, everything that happened in the 2017 draft. And that is saying a hell of a lot for Brandon Bean, Josh Allen, Sean McDermott, the whole organization. Yeah. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I, I thought it was really uh, interesting. You, you talk about the human moments, um, you know, after after the fact. I think it was Sal Mayorana from the Rochester Democrat and Chronicle who was who was like, "All right, so you said this all along, then, but can you now admit that um, you wanted to get this done this summer?" And Josh Allen goes, "Yeah," <laughs> like that was the most uh, telling moment of of any to me, where they just had to. Really, just stand their ground on both sides to be able to get this job done. But they did it, and now it it gets to a point where you can start to plan for the future. Um, there are certain elements to the contract that make it uh, a good thing for the Bills. Um, it really the first four years, I want to say, are really doable for them for for their perspective. You know, this year they had about ten and a half million in cap space before this deal and they upped Josh Allen's cap hit by about 3.3 million to about around the 10 million range which is not bad by any means and they still have around 7 million in cap space to give them some flexibility if they wanted to make another move sign a cornerback you know trade for a certain tight end that has been traded to the Bills 700 times already this offseason but uh but that gives them some flexibility there but i think one of the the big things that they got done was they actually reduced his cap hit next year by almost $7 million. And that comes with the territory of a big deal like this one. 
But his cap hit was supposed to be about $23.1 million next year. And this got reduced down to about 16.3, which is doesn't seem like a ton from the surface. But when you think about where they are against the cap in 2022 already, I mean, the ceiling has been set at $208.2 million. The bills are basically on that with, with the contracts that they have. So now they have some wiggle room there to where they can either re-sign others or they don't have to cut someone that they thought they would have to, whether it be Mitch Morse, Cole Beasley, someone along those lines. And so they can kind of run this thing back a little bit more than maybe they had been anticipating by getting that little part portion of the deal. Then in 2023, and I made a big deal about this in the story that I wrote for The Athletic as well, um, about why it was so important. Because 2023 is the, the year that agents, teams, players are looking at as a potentially um, landscape-shifting year. Because that's when the new TV deal money comes in. That's when the gambling partnership money comes in. This is the first time we, we see gambling partnership money come in. So a lot of people, a lot of smart people out there are expecting a spike in 2023. Now, what that looks like, how much it increases, who the heck knows. But if it increases, say, 15 to $20 million, the cap from 2022 to 2023, then multiply, let's say, $20 million by 32 teams. And that's how much new money is, is sitting around in the NFL. And when you have all of these, when you have a quarterback like this one signed already and you don't have to worry about trying to to mess with that inflation, the natural inflation with that spike in the cap. It's just it's just such a, a great thing for the Bills to have this in their back pocket already. And not to mention, his cap hit for the third year is around $39 million, which is substantial. Don't get me wrong. It is quite substantial. But it's, uh, but it's still doable because at this point, you know, if, if you're looking at maybe a $225 million cap in 2023, they're, they had around $106 million in cap space before Josh Allen was signed. So they still have some, some wiggle room with, uh, with re-signing their own, um, you know, signing some free agents to really kick this thing into high gear to keep that window open. And then 2024, and not too much of an increase on that, and you would think the cap stays along the same lines. And then by the time you get to 2025, when it's a $51 million cap hit, you have options because your bonus money is basically done at that point. Um, so you don't have to worry about kicking that forward. You can either you know, negotiate a new deal uh, and rip up the old one, or you can convert some money into, into a, a signing bonus to really push money forward. So that way you're giving some, yourself some more flexibility. Like the $51 million cap hit could look normal by the time 2025 gets here with all the new money coming in the NFL. So... This getting this deal done now before a any hint, whisper, rumor of what the 2023 cap could look like was huge. Getting it done before Lamar Jackson was huge because I don't know that Baker is necessarily going to get it done in Cleveland before the season. So now you set you set the parameters for these the third year or the fourth year quarterbacks in Josh Allen's draft class rather than playing catch up. And that's an important thing. And now you can go about it and realize what you can and can't do going forward. And all of these things are just such vital parts. And, you know, 
I know a lot of the stuff that we hear whenever it comes to contracts are lip service. Like Josh Allen said, you know, we wanted to come to a point where both sides feel like they won. I honestly think he was telling the truth there because when you look at the details of the contract and the flexibility that they have in the first four years, um, you see flexibility from both perspective, thinking about the landscape of the league as a whole. Yeah, I mean, the, Josh Allen's going to be a very wealthy man one way or the other. Yeah, right? there's no you know, that, that's And that's what he understood going into this. But like I said, he can't, you know, a lot of people want these guys to take the big hometown discount or they want to be here, so they should really help the team out. And it's not always so cut and dry. And and like I said, he can't take a haircut because, you know, his agency can't set that precedent. And, you know, he's he's earned it. This is the market value. This is the cost of doing business. But there are ways that you can move money around and structure a deal where Josh Allen gets a lot of money in the next, you know, two to four years. And the bills still have, I would I'd say they extend that spending window i wouldn't say they extend the championship window because i think if you if josh allen is what you think he is then you should be in contention for championships more often than not Mm -hmm. and you know i wouldn't say that they have a two-year window to absolutely make it happen but there's now a bigger window where they can maximize their spending and really take a run at it you know, I don't look at deals like this. People say, what does he have to do to live up to this contract? I don't think there are boxes that you check like, oh, he needs to win two MVPs, two Super Bowls, whatever, and it's worth it. I think if he plays like anywhere close to what he did last year consistently and they're in the mix for championships, that's why you sign quarterbacks. That's why you draft you know, guy, that's what you're looking for in a quarterback, a guy that has you in the mix. Of course you want him to, to finish the deal and close the door and, and get a Super Bowl if you're the Bills, but only one team gets the Super Bowl every year, and it's a lot of things have to fall in place to make it happen. So I think the way they put this deal together gives them a chance to be in that conversation year after year. And, yeah, it's a deal that – does sort of make like it's hard to say oh everybody wins or the bills got this massive bargain because they're paying 258 million dollars for a quarterback sean mcdermott called it a leap of faith on both sides it's probably accurate as well right like the bills are hoping that this guy continues to play like he did and so is josh allen so that he can live out this deal and he's hoping that you know, the cap goes up and they can, you know, find the flexibility to keep the pieces around him. One thing Brandon Bean mentioned that I thought was kind of cool about doing these negotiations is he tells guys that they have to be fired up about the deal. And he said, if at any point they're not, I tell them to go talk to their representatives and get on the same page. And, you know, he said he saw Josh Allen at like 745, eight o'clock Friday morning and could tell Josh Allen was pretty fired up about this deal, wanted wanted to get it to the finish line. And I think that says a lot about how Brandon Bean has handled these things. He said it was completely different than doing Trey White and Deion Dawkins because of the nature of quarterback contracts and fewer comparables, the cap situation, everything that we talked about. And yet still was able to handle it in a way that 
made Josh Allen happy, and there he is. Oh, he almost tripped over uh, Harrison, Harrison Phillips. Phillips. That would have been something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but Brandon Bean has handled these things well. Um, I think guys have respect for how he, he goes about his business, and I think that matters to to you know players in this organization and you know obviously Josh Allen's teammates were pretty excited for him and uh, they like to see their guy get paid so yeah all in all I think this was handled well now he has to go out there and continue to play like like he did last year or I mean maybe he's not going to put up those numbers every single year but get somewhat close and and win this team a lot of football games and you know the bills have a pretty good core in place you know it's uh they've gotten a lot of guys locked up they get ahead of it you know and and don't like you said let have to play catch up against Lamar Jackson or Jalen Ramsey last year they're they're one deal ahead it seems like to get yeah they little, did it with Deion Dawkins yeah, as well to get just a little bit of a, a discount and that matters ultimately. That adds up. Um, I did ask Brandon Bean if he um, if he lost more sleep over this deal or his own deal. He said it wasn't even close. He's <laughs> like his contract extension was a lot easier. It's funny. Brandon Bean does not handle his own contract extension. I find that kind of amusing. That is hilarious. He does actually. it does it for a living, but he has an agent, and he was like, I mean, it's a lot easier, right? The market right. is the market for right. DMs, but. It's kind of funny. It's like he negotiates so many deals. He's certainly capable of it, but he had somebody do it for him. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it. It was interesting. You know, yesterday the press conference was there was no nobody sitting there thinking, "Man, I don't know what what they did here." You know, I don't know what they're doing. Um, and that was the press conference in 2018 when they picked him. It was like. Brandon Bean said he walked away from the press conference after the draft in 2018 thinking he'd picked the worst quarterback in the world. Not actually thinking that, but based on the questioning, lines of question, uh, why not Josh Rosen? What about this guy's accuracy? You know, I gotta go to back be and fair, to that. I, I would say, you know, they could have had Josh Rosen a lot cheaper than this. Yep, he's, out, he's just hanging out there. You know, he's <laughs> a lot more affordable. So that, that probably would have been a fair question yesterday. But... Um, it's crazy to think how far they've come. Yeah, that go listen to that press conference. It's it's pretty interesting. There were boos at the draft party, oh, wow. uh, so it wasn't just you know us big bad reporters. Like there were fans that that weren't so sure they had picked the right guy. And meanwhile, Brandon Bean just gets right to work on planning a roster, planning a cap structure around eventually doing what he did yesterday, which mm-hmm. is. Uh, Take some, take some gonads. <laughs> it certainly does. Uh, how it, how they ended up structuring it, um, certainly provided some, uh, some long-term security for Josh Allen, and a lot more than than most players get uh, within the confines of their contract. Like a lot of times, you look through the specifics of deals like these and see, oh, there, there's a there's a point where you can you can exit out pretty seamlessly but there's a lot of stuff to it where it is basically assuring that he is under contract with the bills or at least under contract somewhere if they if they trade him you know very soon into this to be talking about that but basically through 2025 i mean 
you, you look at, okay, so the 2020, most of the 2024 uh, base salary and the 2025 roster bonus doesn't fully guarantee until the fifth day of the 2023 league year. So you look at that and go, okay, well, there's an out. And then you're like, oh, wait, no, the 2023 base salary of t- almost $28 million is fully guaranteed right now. So that basically assures that he is with the team through th- th- through 2023, then again through 2024, because at that point, the base salary will be fully guaranteed and there's no reason to move on from it. And then in 2025, you're basically the majority of the uh, of the roster bonus is already on the books there, and you'd be saving just about 13 million dollars if you uh, if you were to cut bait before that season. Um, so that's that's like it's just this long term security. So they could get out in 2025 if they want to. It wouldn't be necessarily financially prudent of them. But there are just so many little pitfalls in this contract to where Allen is set up to to earn. And the Bills, they benefit because there are some good parts to it from the the cap hit perspective. So all of these different things. That's where it is when you talk about the win-win, right? Yeah, like, it shows Josh so many Allen's different getting things. somewhat of an uncommon amount of security and guarantees, which seems like it was important to him. And the Bills are getting the flexibility in those later years to move some money around and and keep the team competitive around them, which I'm sure Josh Allen recognizes the importance of after the way this team and trust the team, right? Trust the people that are tasked with dealing with this. I mean, we started off the show talking about how we haven't really covered one of these and we haven't seen one of these up close. I think about, like, you mentioned Ryan Fitzpatrick, but I think about the Terod Taylor extension mm-hmm. and how messy that was. Mm-hmm. You know, how, you know, public it was with Adisa Bakari um, airing some things out uh, in the media. And then the deal itself ending up being like, oh, we've extended extended our quarterback. And then you looked at the deal and you're like, barely. You know, you, you, <laughs> right. you know there, there's not that commitment from both sides. And here... It feels like there is. Of course, you look at it and you say, right off the bat, it's like, wow, 2028, $258 million. And, of course, that's not exactly how it works. But as you outlined, the security for Josh Allen is very much there for the next, essentially, four years, four years and Probably sort five. of five. So that's where you can get into a little bit of a win-win. But it is also, you know, you know the 2016 guys that got extended – are on different teams already. You know, um, Mahomes certainly looks like he's not going anywhere. Uh, 2017 quarterback that got extended, and, and Allen's the first of the 2018 class. And this is the biggest contract in Bill's history. The second biggest was Marcel Darius. Like, it, you know, it's, so it's like, it's weird when these contracts come out, it's this big celebration, and, and you think, oh man, this will be, uh, they've got them locked up forever. I mean, things can change. And, and that's where I think, Having the flexibility from Bill's standpoint is a good thing. I think, you know, they want this guy to play out this contract until 2028 or, you know, play out a version of this contract as they tweak it as they go. Uh, and I think there's a pretty pretty good chance he does that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to account for so many unknowns with the cap, with uh, the health of the player, right? I mean, look at Andrew Luck. 
Um, you know, there's so many things that these guys have to plan for. The idea of even planning for 2025, 26, 27, 28 uh, is probably unfathomable for a lot of people out there, you know, for, including probably the two sitting in this booth. So yeah, it's like, 100%. you know, <laughs> and when you're dealing with a, a, a football team and how quickly things can change, I mean, what, 2028 is seven years from now. Seven years ago was EJ Manuel. It was my first year on the beat. EJ Manuel, second year. Doug Marone, second year. I mean, yeah. so much has happened in seven years. But the idea, I think what excites Bills fans, what excites the Bills uh, as an organization is the idea that the next seven years, there won't be that change, right? right? They've got the quarterback. They've got the GM. They've got the head coach. And assuming things, it's not going to be linear upward you know trajectory all the time there will be down years there will be uh imperfect moments but the idea that they they don't really have to worry about these seven next seven years being as tumultuous as not really the last seven but more so the last you know the seven before that um i think that's where you know you mentioned the word a relief for brandon bean you know and and for a lot of people, I think probably share that sentiment because, you know, you don't once you find the guy that's so hard to find, keeping him is just as important and keeping him happy and and all of that. So it was uh, an interesting for something that seemed so inevitable. It was interesting to see how it all came together and in the particulars of it all, because obviously that's where that's where the real meat and potatoes is of, you know, analyzing this thing and, and figuring out uh, what it is and, and how it'll impact this team. It goes far beyond the idea of like 2028 and 258 million. It's a, it's a lot more uh, nuanced than that. Yeah. 100%. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So the Bills you know, have to think that, I don't know if Brandon Bean smokes. I don't think he does, but I wonder if he had a cigarette after or at least a cigar. It seems like a cigar moment. Yeah, definitely a cigar Although, moment. Yeah, it would probably be like uh, a cigarette moment the night of, the Thursday night into <laughs> Friday. Uh, can picture him and me gank with one of those big calculators you see in the old oh, yeah. movies, you know, punching numbers ripping cigarettes but i think last night's probably like a scotch and cigar type of night yeah uh if you could even stay up that late to uh well i mean at that point at four in the morning you're probably just on pure adrenaline well i think he went to bed but i'm thinking last night after oh last night oh yeah you know it's a nice decompression moment because when it when they almost got it done you know it's like four in the morning josh allen gets the phone call brandon bean gets a couple hours of sleep before or maybe even only hour yeah uh, and before you had to be at the i don't facility. think me getting slept because he was dealing with all the language and everything else but there was still like two percent that had to get done and he had to go out to practice sean mcdermott brought his cell phone to practice <laughs> which um 
sounds like it's very much a rarity and he's texting trying to figure out if the deal is getting done i've never seen sean mcdermott with a cell phone in his hand let alone right. practice and then i found it interesting they announced the deal but they're like he's got to put pen to paper before we can make everybody available and i'm like what is going on why did you <laughs> announce the deal if he if he didn't put pen to paper so there's just so many little little nuances that they had to figure out but i imagine the, the moment that brain and bean could finally take a deep breath and it's one of one of many moments he's had like that where you know after you draft the guy and finally pull it off uh after he finally has that year or they finally get to the playoffs you know a lot of these firsts and now the new first will be uh, building a roster around a 51 million dollar cap hit or whatever it is you know they'll probably lower that but yeah. a 40 million dollar cap hit uh roughly give or take for however many years it's uh a lot of GMs have to do it, but it is the problem that you want to have as a general manager, especially if that $40 million cap hit is, I don't know if those are ever worth it, but as close to worth it as it can possibly be, then you're you're certainly happy uh, tightening your belt elsewhere. Yeah, at that position in this sport specifically, and we see it just the the rich get richer with with that have great quarterback play I mean, every single year. It seems, I mean, there is some movement, but if you have that guy, you are in it at least in the playoff stratosphere almost every single year, unless that guy ends up getting, and hurt. you might get like, you know, of course that cap hit hangs on your, on your cap, like, you know, yep. a, a huge albatross, but you might get, a receiver for a few million less that wants to come put up some numbers or an old lineman might take a little bit of a discount not a huge one but just enough of one uh, and maybe he can help turn that fourth round receiver into a serviceable player or if you're in contention a veteran defensive player who only considers teams that are going to help him potentially win a super bowl is willing to come so i think there are ways that it helps, uh, you know, beyond the obvious on-field benefit of having a superstar quarterback. It's the ultimate recruiting tool in a lot of ways. And the fact that they now have that, uh, that was a, a deterrent for a long time, that position. And, and now it's completely the opposite. Yeah, so now a lot of the question is, all right, so what's next for the Bills? Well, they don't really have a next at this point because Josh Allen, he's his contract extension is done. They don't have to worry about it. I don't think they're going to be getting into the Tremaine Edmonds realm just yet just because they probably want to see it, and he's under contract for 2022 at this point, so there's no real reason to rush that one. The quarterback is just a completely different conversation. They knew it. And the rest of the league really knows that. And that's how they usually operate. So now it's just going out and proving it. And it starts with a practice like this one. I mean, the, the Bills are out on the field. They're in their jerseys. The defense is in blue. The offense is in white. The quarterbacks are in red. Um, and it seems like we might get a little scrimmagey today. So that could be fun. Um, looks like no Daryl Williams out there for practice today. Looks like no Cole Beasley uh, Starla Tulele, um, no Jerry Hughes still, but, uh, but yeah, a lot of the, the main guys are out there and we'll see how this thing kind of looks because this is probably going to be one of their biggest practices before their first preseason game, which is really the, the, the time where this thing really starts to get real. Yeah. I'd say the number one short term 
concern after getting Josh Allen locked up is getting his left tackle back healthy on yeah. the field. Yeah. Uh, still, still not out here. Deion Dawkins still on the COVID list. We haven't seen him. Uh, you know, Ike Bucker we saw a couple of days before he came back and started practicing. So that's, I think, probably the next item of, of concern here uh, because – Keeping that guy healthy is going to be important. And uh, certainly, you know, they have a lot invested in Deion Dawkins. He's a, a huge leader on this team. And, um, you know, hate to, to you know, think about what, what he might be going through with, with yeah. the virus. Um, and, you know, like a lot of others have. So, you know, we'll see how that develops. We're going on, what, over a week. Um at least that he's been on the COVID list. Um, we don't exactly know when when he got it or you know when he was he was put on that list, but um, at least since the start of camp, so it's been about ten days, and uh, certainly they want him back sooner rather than later, and hopefully with enough time to ramp up and get in game shape. Mm-hmm. And by the way, as we started recording, Lamar Jackson just. Uh was on the practice field for the first time um, with the Ravens, and he was on the reserve COVID list too. So that's that's kind of the timeline that uh, that there is for for some of these guys. All right, uh, I think that's going to do it for us because practice is about to begin. Uh, the Bills are huddling up to get the practice session going. We're going to have a full report uh, at the Athletic. If you haven't yet, head to theathletic.com/slash/thebuffalobeat. We, right now, we are running a 50% off a yearly subscription deal. So you're going to want to do that. Again, that's theathletic.com slash the Buffalo Beat. And if you want to read more about uh, how this deal came to be, you can see Matthew Fairburn's piece from this morning or the ins and outs of the financials and the, the ramifications of what it means moving forward and why it was important to get the deal done. Um, you can read that from, from me. I, I posted that last night. Again, that's all at The Athletic. Again, theathletic.com slash the Buffalo Bee. So, for Matthew Fairburn, my name is Joe Biscaglia. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And we will talk to you early next week to discuss some of the pre preseason angles heading into their game against the Lions. See you then.